You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. Wow! This is Football Sunday on the Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hey, this is our two of two of Sports Sunday today or Football Sunday today. If you're just tuning in now, expecting us to be the start of the show, it's not. We've so, been on for an hour already. Can I ask a question? This is this is not a football question. Okay. Did you see Chris Paul get beat up yesterday? No, I saw the I saw the the notification in the headline, but I didn't click on it. Yeah, he got he got the one two uh the one two piece from uh from Rondo. I the clip the picture I saw, it was a frozen frame was Paul punching Rondo. So, yeah, Chris Paul kind of put his fist in Rondo's face to kind of like, I don't know, push him away. It's a weird way to push somebody away with the fist in the face. And then Rondo, whoop, whoop, gave him that one-two. That's that's my sound of the – that's how fast it was. Whoop, whoop. And whoop, then – Whoop, whoop. Yeah, and then it was a wrap. <laughs> and, then it was, and then it was a wrap, so. The, that was uh, fun. Yeah, and the Blazers played last night, too. I was paying attention to that a little bit. They won again to two and zero for them, but uh, we got some football to talk about. Let's not get too far off. We got yeah. hater love it coming up next, and we still have the fantasy scramble at nine thirty. So if you've got any fantasy starts to questions, it's a really strange week this week. I had to make some tough choices, so feel free to uh, send those in now, and uh, we will get to those at nine thirty and potentially nine forty five as well. But let's wrap up the uh, the NFL portion of the show before hater love it and fantasy scramble with. A little bit of a standings talk, and I know that sounds boring, but look at the standings in the NFL right now. If the playoffs started today, your playoff teams in the NFC would be the Rams and Saints. That makes sense. The Redskins, the Bears, the Packers, and the Panthers. That would be your playoff picture. In the AFC, your playoff picture would be the Patriots, the Bengals, the Titans, the Chiefs, and then some combination of Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers, however the tiebreakers broke out. It is a very, very strange year early in the NFL. It's part of the reason why we love the NFL is the parity and the inability to truly predict what was going to happen. I mean, remember we were like, oh, it's, it's the Patriots and the Steelers and everybody else in the AFC. Then the Patriots started slow. Now, of course, they've won three in a row and are back in first place. Steelers still haven't played super well yet, but the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, it appears, so far. Um, although they did lose to the Patriots. NFC, Rams, you got right. Saints, you got right. Packers haven't looked super great, and Aaron Rodgers is playing on the bum knee. The Redskins are in first place in the NFC East, and the Falcons are 2-4. and four. And you're sitting, and, and the Niners lose uh, Garoppolo, and they're 1-5. and five. You're sitting here going, wait, all the things that I predicted early in the year, they're not coming to fruition at all. But that's part of the reason why we love the NFL. So out of all the teams right now that are outperforming their expectations, who do you actually think is good enough to stick it through the whole way? Well, it's important to make sure that you – is this close enough, Jesse? Can you 
Am I close enough? Oh, I can hear you. Great, great, great awesome. Uh, give me that Barry Manilow voice. Yeah, man. I'll give you that, that the Barry White, man. Uh, so listen, it, we have to remember the teams that have ties. Those can come in to really help your team. You know, we've seen teams that have tied before and kind of get that nod over a team that has the same, you know, around the same record but doesn't have that tie. So it's not a win, but it's also not a loss. So it will count towards. And for whatever reason, we've seen, what, three ties already this season? So be on the lookout for those teams. And those are teams like the Rams and the Steelers that can still – or not the Rams, excuse me, but the uh, – who was who that? The the the, the Steelers are, have the tie, and who else is that? The Vikings also have tied this season. So still be on the lookout for them. But for the most part, most of those teams sound about right. I think we all thought the Patriots would be back in the playoffs. The Bengals are always a fringe team. You never know exactly which Bengals team you're going to get. But I think for the most part, we can say they're going to make the playoffs. Outside of that, uh, the Titans, you know, the Chargers, we say it every year. And every year, the Chargers are going to be the team that we all pick. And they just they do something silly during the season. They they find a way to lose games. This isn't the case right now. Currently, the Chargers are up twenty to thirteen on the Marcus Mariota led uh, Titans. So the Chargers could be one of those teams. But for the most part, everything in the N- NFC sounds. I'm not going to say for the most part okay, but Rams Saints. I think we can both figure it out that the Rams and Saints would be there. The Eagles are the one team that I think we're all surprised about you know considering the roster but they're only a half game back i'm ready for the eagles to start blowing by the rest of that division and and yet still uh you know carson wentz has eight touchdowns and only one pick so as bad as they played he's still been really really good um for this eagles roster and everything but the the nfc is 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 nasty like i mean i just think any one of those teams in nfc is better than everybody in the afc outside of the outside of the chiefs and the chiefs defense is awful Well, if I'm going to pick one team, I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears. I am really liking the direction the Bears are going. Now, the Packers are still the Packers, and we know Aaron Rodgers can do amazing things, and we've seen him already have a couple of comebacks with with the bum knee, and it's been good. But I like the way Trubisky's playing. I like the offense that Matt Nagy has put in, and... Honestly, I love their defense. I really do. And that's even with Khalil Mack kind of suffering for some injuries here. Their defense is solid and really, really underrated. Or or at least maybe not underrated in the league, but among people watching it, they don't pay attention to the Bears quite as much because they've been bad for a couple of years. But Trubisky has been great this season, especially recently. He's kind of picked himself up into the offense and is finding open receivers left and right. And that's even without some, some help from Allen Robinson, who's their best receiver. He hasn't even been great. He's been throwing to guys like Trey Burton and, and uh, Taylor Gabriel and Tyra Cohen, the running back, and touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, and he's spreading the ball around, which is a key as well for me. How many of the great quarterbacks that we've seen recently, I, I look at Brady, Manning, and Rodgers, they spread the ball to all their receivers. It, it, it's really hard, like if you want to look at it in fantasy purposes, it's really hard to pick a receiver from any of those teams because you know from random weeks here and there, they're going to get like two catches Yeah. because everyone else gets the ball. And that's what you're seeing with Trubisky, and that's a good sign. And I was really low on Trubisky coming out of the draft out of North Carolina, and I just didn't see it with him. And last year when he came into play and took over for for Mike Lennon, it was like, well, it's a little bit early for him, and it, it looked a little bit early for him. But they're running an offense right now that fits his skill set, and he's improved in year two. And they've gotten to be a better roster, and I am really liking the Bears. 
I think the Bears are one of those teams that they're they're on the rise. And again, I don't I don't think anybody saw them really coming like that. Adding a guy like Khalil Mack changed that locker room. You know, he's doing things like uh, he does this thing like right before practice to where they make they make everybody race towards the ball. And it's just a little stupid thing. Like, right, this practice starts to put the ball on the other side of the field, and then whomever gets it first wins. I don't know if there's any prize money for it or if there's any bragging rights. It's just I think that's all it is. It's just bragging rights, being able to say that I got it first. But it's little small, fun things like that that make you excited to play. You know, whether you're playing football or basketball or whatever, you know, whatever the case is, making the game fun again. And when you're a professional and you're getting paid millions of dollars, it, it becomes a job now. You know, the fun aspect of things has kind of gone. And from everything I've read, Khalil Mack has really changed uh, that culture into back into of a fun football culture over there. And it's, it's, a, it's a trickle down effect. You see Trubisky has been much more confident this year. Now, mind you, this is his second year. Yes. Second, second yep. year. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. If you have a great first year, typically your second year isn't awesome. But if you have a bad first year, typically your second year is awesome. You look at Jared Goff. Last year, you know, first year wasn't great. He almost looked like a bust quarterback. And what do you know? This year he's got the number one offense in all of football. So Trubisky took that leap forward. Mariota looks like that second year took a step backwards, as did Jameis Winston and some of those guys. But this is the way it kind of goes. And right now, Trubisky is playing some great football. He's got a we, – we have to give, you know, we, we got to give Helfrich, you know, a, a, a little love, you know, just a little. Because, Offensive, like, he's not even – what is he doing? Well, I mean, he's he's made his quarterback comfortable, you know, and I think that's I, I think that's incredibly important. Cause I want to give Nagy all the credit. He's been really good. Nagy's been – he's been great. But I think it's important to make sure that you talk to – or you talk about what Helfrich has been able to do as far as calming his quarterback down and making sure he puts him – in a winning situation. And so far, the Bears, and mind you, my Patriots play the Bears today. So am I a little nervous? Yes, we don't do very good against good defenses, you know, for, <laughs> for whatever reason. So, But is uh, Khalil Mack fully healthy? That's going to be an impact as well. I, I don't know, but he's one of those guys that even if he's 70%, he's still better than 95% of the defenders in the league. And John Gruden still needs a pass rush, by the way. Yeah, John just Gruden. Want to, just want to remind everybody that he traded Khalil Mack, and they have no Oh, pass and now rush. he's going to trade his – you know he wants to trade his best receiver, and so it's it's it, John Gruden is working out awesome so far in Oakland. Ten year so, deal, yeah. So nine, nine more, years. nine more to go, nine more years. All right, all right. We got a break coming up next. We got hate it or love it, and then we will get into our fantasy scramble segment at nine thirty. So keep texting in those uh, fantasy questions at the Better You Today text line five five three zero five. Next, hate it or love it. This is the fan. Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Got ourselves a good little game here in uh, in London. Say what you will about the 6.30 a.m. kick, which sucks for fantasy purposes especially. Yeah, does anybody actually get up and watch this at 6.30? Because I'll be honest, I'm, no, no thank you. Well, I was already getting up because we had to come in early for the show today. So, yes, I watched it. But um, we'll get to this next segment. I had a 6 a.m. alarm set to make sure Melvin Gordon was playing. He wasn't. So I got to change my lineup. Oh, Mariota for the for the win. Oh, he got it. He got it. That's not the win. But no, that that's to try to get the tie. They get an extra. I point. think Vrabel should go for two. I think he should go for two. Do it. Do and it. With that awesome running game slash passing attack that Tennessee sports. I mean, 
do They're not winning in overtime. Five yards, uh, yeah. I don't know. I would. I, I don't know, man. See, here's the cold part. You might not get the ball back in overtime. So I, th- I say you go for it. Like, there's a chance that you may I know we got a good start to the segment, but you may not get it back. You got to go for it. But uh, you also have been playing well enough to force possibly a, a overtime. How many times have we seen overtimes result in a tie this year? Yeah, yeah exactly. Do well, I want to do I want a tie? Mike Vrabel's not going for a tie. Did you guys already talk about the advantages of a tie this day? Yes. I, I didn't really, say that. I did, but there's also there's more <laughs> advantage to a win. And so if you're at this point, Man, I say you go for it. Not Again, I don't want to – I wouldn't want to leave my my game up to a coin flip, and that's what it comes down to. If you go on overtime, right, it comes right, down to a coin right. flip. In that division, I'm sorry, a tie could easily win it. Hate it or love it, unless you want this to be the first question. <laughs> go for it, sure, Jesse. why not? Love or hate, the, the Tennessee Titans should go for the win right now. Love. love. Oh, well, okay, all right, yeah. never mind. We're Points for both on. of us. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I hope I've transferred over the new point. Did I transfer the points out? I don't know if I transferred. The well, out. we'll find out. All right. Let, let's. You let's, could just make <laughs> verbal dings if we haven't. <laughs> right. Let's see here. Yeah. No, no point sounds today. I forgot to get that. All um, right. Just just tally them in because we don't really need a winner this week because we're going to do fantasy next. So just uh, tally it in your head. Sure. You know, we'll just do this one for fun. Yeah, let's do I it. I know you guys don't like doing this. Then I'll just throw like Rashad's music in, in the end or something. There you go. I know he loves it. So. It's a good song. There we go. <laughs> I love that look on your really? face. Really? We're just going to throw Rashad because, yeah, he's going to win. I know he's he gonna is. He's going to win. I just predetermined. Rashad's going to win it's, today. It's a cooler song. All right. So no winners today. I'm not even going to bother writing stuff down. Yeah, let's just, just, let's just have some hot talks. This is going to be weird. This is going to be a little strange. Um... All right, let's let's start off with some college football. As we know, during football season, I love doing the all football talk. I don't know if that's a touchdown, by the way. Um, it, gotta love the freezing frame by frame. Washington State finally um, got a, a huge win on the national stage against Oregon. Looks to have control of the North, if you ask me. Obviously, um, Oregon beat Washington, so... Washington State in control to win the North. Love or hate, Washington State goes to the Rose Bowl. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say hate on this one. Washington State, and I, I mentioned this earlier in the show, Washington State still has a Chris Peterson problem. They still can't beat Washington even when they appear to be the better team. Also, one thing to keep in mind is Stanford – also only has one loss in the conference and Washington only has one loss in the conference. So although Washington state looks the best out of all three of those teams right now, it's not a foregone conclusion that if they win out, they're going to be the, the winner. Actually, it, they it would, they would be the winner if they won out, but um, so retract that statement. But I, I think that you're still going to see Washington and Stanford eventually kind of out, out talent Washington state in the remaining schedule that they have. I think that Apple Cup game is going to be huge as well. I would love if Washington State could win the Pac-12 and get to the Rose Bowl. I just think it'd be a great story, and I'd love it for Coug fans who deserve it more than many fans in this country because they stick by their team even when they suck and even when they Coug it and even when they lose to FCS teams. They are still diehard fans. Um, but I'm going to say hate. I don't think they're going to make it to the Rose Bowl. Um, Wow, I'm trying to find Washington. I don't have a computer. I'm trying to find Washington State's uh, schedule for the remainder of the season. I will uh, tell you, it is... Stanford on the road, Cal, Colorado on the road, Arizona, and then Washington. They beat they beat Stanford. Then I will absolutely love this. Um, 
Washington State, the one thing they have going for them is they've been able to fly all the way under the radar. Everybody just kind of assumes that they are the those lovable loser cougs that they've been in the past, and they are not, and they have not been that uh, for quite a while, you know, now. So uh, I'm looking at a team that's uh, already, you know, they've, Oregon was their first big win of the season. If they go back to back and beat Oregon and Stanford, that will show that they are probably the best in the in the conference, as because Stanford uh, beat Oregon, Oregon beat Washington. So, if so facto, that would probably mean uh, Washington State would probably beat UW. So, I think Washington State has an, a great opportunity, especially behind that fan base, to take it all the way to the Rose Bowl. I think that's a, a perfect spot for them to end their year. All right, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there. So I think they're I, gonna win the Apple Cup. Let me I, get that out there. I, I mean, if they win the Apple Cup, they. W- they win the North, and the South is so weak, I, I think they win the championship game. I honestly Well, if they think, win the Apple Cup but lose to Stanford, Stanford could still win out and win the North. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I, don't I don't know. I look at this as that, granted, uh, Stanford looked good when they played Oregon, but they haven't been as good since playing Oregon. Bryce um, Love's been hurt a little yeah, bit, too. Yeah, uh, that is true. Um, but Washington State, it wasn't the offense that impressed me yesterday was their ability to shut down Oregon for an entire half um, and then kind of shut them down there in the fourth quarter. That's what impressed me about Washington State, and that's what gives me the the pause to think, yeah, this team could make it all the way to the Rose Bowl. You know what I was reminded of? Uh, Titans did not get the touchdown, and then on the fourth and goal, got the touchdown. So now again, decision to be made, two-point conversion. They're going to go for it. Yeah, yeah, he's going, going for it, man. He's going for it. Mike Vrabel, man. There you go. That's the heart of a champion. Yeah, there you go. He got a couple rings. He's got some steel somewhere. Franchise. I don't think they get it. He's got some steel somewhere. Um. Okay, I totally forgot what I was going to say now. Well, you got distracted. I did get distracted. This is what happens when you have football on during. Yeah, what was, no. What was the question? Uh, I don't know. Well, he was making a statement, I think, based on our last topic of conversation. Oh, I was going to say, you know who I forgot was the was the defensive coordinator? Tracy Clays. Oh. The big guy who was the head coach for Minnesota when um, he, he filled in and uh, for Jerry Kill when he had the seizure issues. And he's now the defensive coordinator there. It's a good replacement for Alex Grinch. No, it was, Absolutely. That was impressive. That's, like I said, like Washington State has literally just been known as this team that... Um, okay, we all got distracted. Uh, the, Washington State is just known as this team that puts up points and they don't stop anybody. That was the big difference I thought yesterday yeah. was you you turned into a more complete team. Um, moving on, this division that we're watching right now with the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, um, Tennessee Titans is a mess. Is an absolute mess. Holding the on the defense, by the way. Oh, wow. That, I mean, you thought that was going to be offensive holding, just yeah. like I did, right? Yeah. Um, so, with that said, Houston Texans have been kind of shaky to start the season, but they still have, like, Deshaun Watson, this high-powered offense that you're waiting to see get going. Love or hate? This this division's tied. Houston Texans find a way to win the division. Uh, love, because the Jaguars are not playing as well as I thought they would this year defensively even they're not playing quite as well the titans are an absolute mess and the texans have the best talent on the field so i don't i don't know how they've started so poorly to be fair i don't understand why deshaun watson i mean i guess the injury could have an effect maybe it's a mental thing too but he has not looked anywhere near as good as he did last year last year he looked like a magician 
Every throw is good. He got out of the pocket all the time. I know their offensive line's not playing very well in Houston. I know their running game's not working really well right now, but you've got Hopkins and Fuller and Kuti and good targets all over the place. I think the Texans wind up winning this division. Yes. So love it. I love it as well. Um, I actually have said that I think the Texans should have been uh, in the conversation for the top of the AFC this year. That's where I thought they would be considering the roster. I did too. Have. You know, considering JJ Watt coming back, considering you're getting your quarterback back, uh, you know, Jadevin and Clowney and, and Watt started playing really well together before the injury of JJ Watt. So you, I thought that all those things would kind of meet up and they would be uh, a much better team than they actually have been. I have Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team. I'm actively shopping Deshaun Watson because he just, he's been too up and down but they just have too much talent and really outside of Jacksonville you look at the rest of that conference or that division and they probably have the most talented team of any of them so uh, yes I still think they can win they're three and three now so they're just the halfway point I think they can you know kind of roll some wins out there and you know kind of take over I was right by the way not only did they not score their two-point conversion. They didn't score it twice. They, they didn't score well, it twice. Mariota missed exactly. on uh, the, his receiver at the you know top of the field twice and had him wide open, and the penalty could have been declined and they would have won the game, but he missed the same receiver twice um, as far as just not looking his way and getting him the ball. So and, and Titans then, should have won that game, and then we would be talking about the Titans being the best team in the AFC South. That was like the worst onside kick that I ever saw. They literally kicked it straight to Keenan Allen. Straight straight to Keenan Allen. That, that's a good person to kick the ball to. Um, yeah, I know they should go for the PAT and played in overtime. That's just uh, me knowing that this is a crappy offense, the Titans. It's really bad. It's really bad. Um, we'll do one more really quick. Um, this is going to go to the AFC West Division. Uh, the Chiefs have been easily the hottest team to start out the AFC side of things. Um, they, uh, Patrick Mahomes has been absolutely phenomenal, but has slowed down the last two weeks in Denver against New England. Love or hate, the Chiefs won't be the top seed out of the AFC. I'll say love because the Patriots are winning again. And they're four and two, and they're in the AFC East, and the AFC East stinks. And we've talked about this on primetime. I am firmly in the Dolphins suck camp, and they're just getting lucky and playing bad teams and winning or having random things happen. Like, how on earth is Brock Osweiler and that touchdown pass to Albert Wilson last week that saved him that game? No way. Dolphins stink. The Jets stink, and the Bills are even worse. So the Patriots are going to win that division, and I, the Chiefs are really, really, really good. But I just feel like it's going to come down to like a 13 and 3 and 12 and 4 kind of situation or 12 and 4, 11 and 5, something like that. And the Pats are going to out outwin the uh, the Chiefs. So I'll say the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to love that. I'm going to say Homer. That. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the, the simple truth is uh, the one thing the Patriots just got or a couple things they just got is some help in receiving core. Uh, that was their big hole for a long time. Now, defense is still a huge uh, liability for the Patriots, but adding a Josh Gordon to go opposite side, Rob Gronkowski, and then you get Julian Edelman back all of a sudden. That takes a lot of pressure off of guys like Chris Hogan, who was expected to be at that point a number one, number two guy. Um, I, I think Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in football at this point. Right now, I think he's the best receiver. He's uncoverable. There's nothing you can do about a guy that can just run straight and beat you, or a guy that can beat you. That's what I always said about Odell Beckham on a three-yard, six-yard slant. 
and take it to the house for a touchdown. So uh, I think the Chiefs have a really talented team, but we've seen the Chiefs taper like this. We, this isn't the first time they started the season hot. 9-0, and 12-0, and 6-0, and then get to the playoffs and fumble, you know what I'm saying, in the first the first game. So I, th- I think the Patriots are the most seasoned team. I think you've got guys like Josh Gordon who is hungry to show that he's not a, a head case and hungry to show that he can win a championship. Gronk has been very vocal about saying he wants to play with Brady forever, and the minute Brady retires, he's going to go too. So I think there's some extra motivation there. Belichick knows that he's – one foot out the door because McDaniels is right behind him. So I think there's a lot of things working towards the Patriots right now to say that, man, we're looking to win today. That's Hater Love It. We do it every week, uh, usually in the 1030 segment when we're on 9 to 11, which we are not this week. It's only a half hour of the show left, and we're going to do Fantasy Scramble for as much as we much time as we can the rest of the way. So if you have fantasy questions, text them in. Better You Today, text line 55305. We'll get to as many as we can next, but first, Jesse S. Sports Center. The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. It is time for Fantasy Scramble here on Football Sunday. We only have two segments left in the show. And uh, if you've been listening today the whole way, then you must have been listening at the wrong time, but we appreciate you turning yeah. in at 8 o'clock. Thanks for the love early in the morning. I know. We came in uh, came in early this week. And, uh, and by the way, for those listening, we are off next week. I'll remind you again. Seahawks have another early game. That should Damn it, Seahawks, man. I know. I know. I know. Uh, but that should be just the second to last time that happens. There's one other early game for them, but the rest of their games are afternoon games, unless they get flexed. So next week we're off, and then we should be back to normal, except for one game, I think, in November or December. But um, I'll remind you guys at the end of the show. Let's get to the fantasy questions, and uh, the first of which came in early in the show because they were listening. Jared Goff or Jameis Winston at quarterback today? This is a really, really tough question for me, and normally I'd be like, oh, Goff, easy, Goff. Goff didn't play well last week. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't trust him moving forward. I think you should, and the Niners' defense is not very good, so he can certainly have a good game. Jameis Winston played out of his mind last week against a bad Atlanta defense, and guess what? He's going up against another Cleveland defense that's pretty bad against the pass. So even though I want to say Goff because I love Jared Goff, he doesn't have Cooper Cup this week. There have been some injuries on that team. I'm going to say Jameis Winston. Mm. Indeed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Jared Goff. Uh, bevy of receivers to work with outside of Cooper Cup. Um, but uh, I, I like what Goff can do. I like Todd Gurley out of the backfield. Um, I like the fact that he's going against the San Francisco poorest defense, so I'm going Goff. I'm going to go uh, Goff as well. Um, I haven't seen necessarily enough out of Winston. Now, uh, Cleveland, not as Bad of a matchup as they've been. EJ Gaines is out with a concussion this week, and he has been a really good corner for Cleveland this year. Um, my, my, I guess my my big thing here is Goff has a really good matchup, and Winston has a propensity to throw interceptions. So I'm going to go with Goff, who should throw some touchdowns and be less likely to throw the interceptions. Half point PPR pick two: Nick Chubb, Tark Cohen, Devin Funchess, Taylor Gabriel, Ito Smith. I think you go Chubb immediately. He's going to be getting the bulk of the carries, and he's looked very good, so I pick Chubb. And then, honestly, I, I'm going to go Tarek Cohen on this one. He's been getting carries and touchdowns on the ground, but he also catches a ton of passes every game, 
he's such a good safety net for uh, for Mitchell Trubisky. So I'm going to say Chubb and Cohen, uh, although I kind of like Gabriel in this one too because he's been getting a lot of catches every game as well. But I'm going to pick Chubb and Cohen. I like Chubb and Cohen. It's pretty easy for me. Uh, and this is half-point PPR? Yes. Mm, um, I will... I will go Chubb. I think Chubb is pretty easy. It's the the Cohen Gabriel that gives me a little bit of pause. Um, I, I think I'll still go Cohen over Gabriel, uh, but you've seen two great, great weeks out of Gabriel. It's mostly this is more I have less trust in Mitchell Trubisky than I do over Gabriel at this point. Uh, this guy texted in Andrew Luck or Philip Rivers. It's too late. Yep. Um, so if you picked Rivers, you had a great game. And if you picked Luck, it'll probably be fine too, but – Sorry, too late for that. T.Y. Hilton or Julian Edelman? That one's interesting. Mm. Hilton is healthy and back and playing. And you know he and Andrew Luck have quite a special connection between the two of them. He is facing a Buffalo defense, which has actually not been as bad as they were early in the year, but still not great. And Julian Edelman, part of the many-headed attack of the Patriots, but without Rob Gronkowski playing, may be in line for some more targets. And also caught a touchdown and has 11 catches in his two weeks back from the suspension. This is a really tough one. I'm going to go Julian Edelman because of Gronk's injury. I think that leads to more catches for him. Uh, I'd probably go Julian Edelman as well. Um, Edelman is already Brady's favorite target with Gronk on the field. So uh, I don't see why that would be any different. I mean, Edelman, of all the receivers that are there, they probably they have, they definitely have the best rapport, especially now that Gronk's not there. Um, um, it looks like Josh Gordon is going to be more of a uh, a deep threat kind of possession guy. You know, Edelman is going to be the one that they use to move the chains. Um, I'm going to go away from Edelman. Um, a lot of this has to do with the fact that uh, the upside, I think, is not quite as good with Edelman. Um, PPR, yeah, he's good. But uh, I think his debut was the perfect explanation of what he is. Seven receptions for 54 yards, I think it was off the top of my head. Um, just... He's not a big playmaker. He's not a touchdown guy. Granted, he got in the end zone last week, which tells me he's probably not getting in the end zone this week. I yeah, I'm just I'm going to shy away from Edelman. Two different people with the same question: Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson? Who do I play? That's a really tough one. Deshaun Watson has been so inconsistent, and Dak Prescott's been bad until last week. Last week he was great. Uh, the matchups this week: Dak Prescott playing against Washington. The Redskins have not given up a 300-yard passer yet this season defensively. Deshaun Watson playing Jacksonville, who good defensively, pressures the quarterback a lot, and we know that their offensive line in Houston is garbage. So it could be a bad day for Deshaun Watson as well. I don't like either, to be completely honest with you. I think they're both bad choices this week. I'm going to go Dak Prescott, though, because he's playing a worse defense than Deshaun Watson. Um. And I hate doing that. Because I hate I'm Dak just, Prescott. I'm not just. I'm not choosing Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is not a good quarterback to me. I'm sorry. Everybody wants to blame uh, Des Bryant for him not being able to catch the ball. No, it's Dak Prescott not being able to throw the ball to him. So for that reason, I'm going to Sean Watson. Um, I think I'm going to go Watson as well. This just has to do with the upside. I think both obviously give you upside with the running ability, Dak really let loose last week and if that's going to be a regular occurrence for him that's definitely going to up his value in fantasy however i i just think watson also gives you that value with the leg and this mostly comes down to granted you're playing a defense that's tough but i believe 
Um, Mike hit it on the head earlier. This isn't the same Jacksonville defense that we saw last year, and they're not impressing me the same way. They're not rushing the quarterback the same way. Not to say it's not good. This is still a really good elite defense in the NFL, but it's not um, uh, unstoppable the way they were last year. And, I, yeah, I I think I'll just go Watson just based on the tools he has uh, around him and the upside he has with his legs. One word, then we'll, then we'll break and get the rest of the, in the next segment. Sonny Michelle, or Sonny Michelle, excuse me, or Nick Chubb. Uh, I'm going to say Michelle because he has been a touchdown machine for the Patriots. He has been used a lot. He is active this week with the, despite it having a knee injury throughout the week. So should be no worries there. I do like Chubb a lot. I think that he is going to be a good impact player for the Browns, but I like Michelle better right now. Uh, Sony Michelle. He's been great for the Pats so far. Uh, great problem to have. Um, the, but what's nice about this is you really do get to deploy Michelle and see how the Nick Chubb experiment is going to go. I think if you roll out Chubb, you're not going to be disappointed, but I think Michelle is obviously the safer point because you know that he's been a focus of this Patriots offense, especially with Rob Gronkowski out. I could see him leaning on the run a little bit more. All right, let's break. Coming up next is our final segment, and we'll get to the last uh, fantasy questions with four games locked there. Uh, This is Football Sunday on The Fan. Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Wait, no. Cut the music. Stop. How come his music music got... How come his music gets played? We I talked don't about know. mine being the better song. I'm feeling good right now, though. Yeah, your your song unfortunately does not have access to be played on our station at the moment. I don't know why, but Ooh. it just doesn't. I did, I think I copied that one over too, though. It, it was. I moved it into the the hockey section. It's it's a different one, but it doesn't have access, which is strange because it's not like I was like, "Hey, you can't have access to play this." Great. So, yeah. Well, it means my song got played, so that's, awesome. that's good. That's yeah, balanced. I mean, balanced. Officers, come get this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for those who can't see, which is all of you, two uh, fine Portland police officers just walked past our window. Anyway, let's get back to the fantasy questions. Remember, we uh, we we end the show at 10 today, so anything we don't answer, apologies. We'll try to get through as many as we can. Joe Flacco ugh, or Andy Dalton? At the quarterback position. That one's easy to me. That's Andy Dalton. I know he's facing the Chiefs defense, but their passing defense, not super great. And Joe Flacco, just don't trust him. Uh, is Andy, uh, is Andy Dalton between Dalton and Flacco? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, how did you end up with that in that situation? Like, unless everybody got hurt, um, which I don't think anyone did, but I'm going to take Dalton just because, I again, I'm like you. I don't, I don't trust this is Joe Flacco. Five years ago, I was taking Flacco. Hmm. Dalton or Flacco is the question. That Pick is, your poison. Um, I think, honestly, uh, uh, I'll go Dalton. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this, this honestly is a tough one. Uh, Casey's secondary sucks, but you're in Casey, which is a perennially a very difficult place to play. It's one of the better home field advantages in the league. But How, Joe Flacco. Uh, Joe Flacco's have a great matchup, but it is Joe Flacco, <laughs> Flacco so I'll go Andy Dalton as well. Uh, next question. Full point PPR. Kyle Rudolph or Greg Olson? Mm, mm, that's an interesting one. 
Uh, Greg Olson came back from his injured broken foot, played on it, only got four catches last week. I'm I'm not I'm not sold on him being fully healthy to play. Uh, Kyle Rudolph goes up against the Jets defense. Now he's more consistently getting catches every game. Does have touchdowns. This is really tough. The tight end position is crap in fantasy this year. There's like three good guys. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Kyle Rudolph on this one. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Why not? Oh, um, it, this really is kind of a tough one. Uh, I, honestly, Rudolph has not been good. Um I don't know. He's if playing on Greg Olson's playing on a broken foot. Though. He is playing on a broken foot, but it's I don't know. I, I, at the tight end position, I think you can risk it personally because I, I don't know if there's a ton of upside with Kyle Rudolph. I mean, we we think about what has this guy done this season, and it it really hasn't been much at all. Um, I think what he's got one touchdown this season. Uh, two, I believe. Two. All right. At, I'm going to go Olsen. I'll be the contrarian. I'm going to go Olsen. Flex, non-PPR. Adrian Peterson, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller, Josh Gordon. Mm. I'm going to go Adrian Peterson, who is now officially active. I just saw that pop up in my phone. I'm going to go Adrian Peterson on this one. What were the other options? I'm sorry. AP, Drake, not the rapper. Lamar Miller, Josh Gordon. I wish it was Drake that was actually out there getting lit up by somebody. Um, I think I think Adrian Peterson, he, you know... Yeah, I would probably go. Uh, I'll go Adrian Peterson yeah. as well. I'm not big on Drake. I think Josh Gordon is going to be a very boomer bust type flex, but that, I could be wrong as that on that as well. Drew Brees, Mitchell Trubisky. Hmm. There's been some tough questions tonight. Some of times are really easy. Not so right now. So Trubisky is playing uh, New England this week, and Brees is off a of bye, playing Baltimore. I think off a of bye, I'm going to take Drew Brees in this one. Drew Brees. I'll go Brees. Uh, I just like this text. Can we kick off the scramble by saying that the London games suck? You know, if you live on the West Coast and have Melvin Gordon starting in both your money leagues. Oh, yeah. We set that to start. I had a 6 a.m. alarm this morning set because I saw that last night that he was going to be a game time decision. And I went, I'm not I'm not starting a guy with zero points. I put Ronald Jones in the only guy I could put in. And he's better than zero points. I uh, hopefully. Yeah, I. (laughs) I had to um, get up at six for the show, so I was able to figure that one out uh, quickly and find out Melvin Gordon wasn't going to be in. Um, that that had me put in. I'm I'm putting it. I've settled on Damian Ratley. Okay, yeah, I did. I, I'm I'm using Damian Ratley. All right, he's a Browns to. guy. I hadn't heard of him until Jesse told me about him <laughs> earlier. All right, we're running out of time. We got to go through these fairly quickly. Um, Matt Breida or Latavius Murray? I'm going to say Breida. Breida. Um, Wentz or Goff? Wentz. It's PPR. I don't know if that matters for quarterback unless it's a weird league. No, that's game. either four or six points that matters for touchdowns at, at quarterback. Uh, so Wentz or Goff? I'm going to go ahead and say Jared Goff. Carson Wentz. I will go Goff as well. Um, I think the Phillies not quite as hot as they were last year. Uh, the next one that came in was... Jordan Reed or Uzoma on the Bengals. God, the tight end position is just a dire situation right now. Um, Uzoma's the only guy who's really going to get any targets there because of all the injuries. 
but I'm going to go Jordan Reed because he's better. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about his own Jordan Reed. Uh, I mean, as much as I would love to say Jordan Reed, Alex Smith hates him. Will not throw to him. I'm going to go Uzoma. Standard flex, Matt Breida, Mark Ingram, or Alshon Jeffrey? Ooh. Now that's a tough one. I'll let you guys go first. I got to think about I this. I think one. Alshon's been better. I'm going to go Alshon. Uh, Breida, I think I'm going to go Breida, Alshon, then, yeah. Then Mark Ingram? Yeah. I'm going to pick Breida on this one as well. All right. I think we got a break, guys. Apologies if we didn't get to yours. Um, we'll do what we did our best, but we have to actually get out on time for this segment because we have a football game coming up next here on the fan. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Remember next week, we do not have a show again as the Seahawks have an early game, but after that, we should be back nine to 11, almost every single week. If you have any questions, feel free to let us know on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 Rashad's at Taylor made five Oh three and Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. And we can try to help you there before Sunday next week. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Is the close music also not in the system? No, uh, close music's not there. Do, I don't do, think my do, Omaha do, Pat's do. there. I think I have the RAR, though. Do, do, okay. Do, do, well, coming up next, NFL football all day long here on The Fan and hopefully a system that works better than it did for us in the last few days. Cross your fingers for us. We need it. <laughs> we are um, Again, we're out next week. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a very good rest of your Sunday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.